Hello, welcome to the final in our Way. division rundowns. Oh, the happiness that is spreading through Denture Tech right now. You didn't now. have to do that all over the floor. I'm just, I couldn't help myself. Sometimes, <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so, <laughs> NFC West. We've uh, done all the others. Uh, hopefully you found them useful. If Hopefully not, you tried to listen. If to not, why are you listening to this eighth one in this series? <laughs> yeah. If you're um, listening to the eighth one, expecting anything different to the others, you were wasting your fucking time. Yeah. It's uh, twenty-five past ten at night. Yes, I've been at work since uh, quarter past five this morning. I I've been at work since seven, but I probably didn't work as hard as you. Um, my boss is this, so it should be bad. Um, I don't. <laughs> I do work hard. Um, just I don't work as hard as Michael. Um, so. NFC West. Um, where should we start? Let's start with the Cardinals from Arizona. Um, Lovely, beautiful, sunny, really, really sunny Arizona. Yeah. Um, so, where, where should we start with Arizona? Um, um, well, let's start with last year was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't... I think people thought they were going to get a bit more out of the Cardinals last year, and in the end, they just didn't really do anything. It was, you know, it was a shame. But I don't think, I don't think they did a lot wrong. But there were certainly pieces missing, injured players. It just didn't go their way, and unfortunately, it could be the same again this year. There's an interesting thing. Everyone was saying, oh, you know, Carson Palmer didn't play up to his level of 2015. Well, I looked at that because I always thought Carson Palmer was a bit of a sort of middle-of-the-road quarterback. More Andy Dalton than Tom Brady, right? Fair enough. So I looked at this, and, and uh, in, in uh, 2015, he had a 104.6 passer rating, which is pretty fucking yeah, high. Yeah, you know, he high, was yeah. up there, man. He was, he was winging that ball around and doing really, really well. He was a, a top-tier quarterback in 2015, and he dropped last year to probably a third-tier quarterback. He's had some injury problems. He's getting older. Uh, but he only had 87.2% uh, rating, sorry, last year. Um, and people were saying, oh, well, you know, that's a serious drop-off. Well, actually, it's not, because overall, his, his rating has, through his career been about 88, 89. So it was actually only a minor drop from his average uh, rather oh, than the big drop enough. from the year before, which was the spike. That was the abnormality in his career. So I don't think he's going back to a 100-plus rating. Um, if anything, it may drop again slightly. I just can't see it, and I don't think the team's got enough around it to uh, to help him out in that regard. No, I mean, as, for, as it, when it comes to Palmer, I'd always be worried that even if they got to the playoffs, uh, he just... Seems to get the yips when they get there. So. He could blow up at any time. If he plays 16 games in the season, they should be pleased. The guy is an injury risk always. So, um, you know, the, the backup situation isn't terrible. Drew Stanton is one of the better backups there is going. Uh, and they've still got Blaine Gabbert on the squad as well, which he's played really well and they've been singing yeah. his praises. I don't want to see Palmer get injured, but you always watch him and think, well, you know, he doesn't look, he doesn't, just doesn't look like an athletic quarterback anymore. He's no. never been the most athletic, but he's starting to look old for me. Uh, so uh, this might be the season where people stop talking him up and realise that he has settled down into being an average quarterback, and that's probably all he's got left. I, I, I can't see a great deal else 
uh, to recommend him. And he had 26 touchdowns to 14 interceptions last year. Uh, the year prior to that, 35 to 11 was the, was the rating. But that was definitely the outlier in his career. He never scored uh, 30 plus touchdowns before. I, not to the best of my knowledge, maybe way way back. I got a feeling he had a 31, 30-plus year when he first played for Cincinnati, but you're talking eight or nine years prior. He, that just isn't his game. He's not that good. He gets the odd spike, and that's it. So maybe stop talking Palmer up and just be happy that you've you've not got a worse quarterback. Yeah. A, well, yeah, a consistent and a decent Yeah, fairly, yeah, absolutely. Um, of course, for their offense, I guess the first point of call is David Johnson it's all about David Johnson the whole offense all the game plan revolves around him being fit and active and racking up the yards because he is their best weapon that they have so last year uh, it was only his second season in the league 1200 plus yards 16 touchdowns yeah I mean wow he, he was killing it people were scrabbling for him the guy was absolutely amazing and there's nothing to make us think he won't be the same again. Uh, he doesn't seem to pick up injuries. Nope. Uh, he doesn't seem to have to miss snaps. He just He's always on the field, and whenever you put the ball in his hands, your fantasy points are going through the ceiling, your real-life points are going through the ceiling. <laughs> the, the guy's amazing. So if he's on the field, they always have a chance of winning games. Yep. Uh, so they, they did get rid of uh, his backup, Chris Johnson. Yes. CJ2K. That was a great nickname. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, he had a 2,000-yard season. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing that's why. Um, look, he, he looked like he'd aged, but I was surprised they let him go because he was a good outlet valve when you did need to take Johnson out for a break. You didn't lose a lot of production in those small snap sample sizes with CJ2K in there. So uh, I was slightly surprised they let him go uh, and kept Andre Ellington, who for me, has never done a no. great deal at all. So uh, that kind of caught me out a little bit, but that's how the league works. They, they sort of use you up and let you go, and, and that's just how it is. Uh, as for the rest of the offense, it's all about Larry Fitzgerald. Yep. Uh, all I'm, I, don't make, I don't make the same amount of notes as Michael does, but all my notes for the, fit, for the Cardinal said was David Johnson, I'd underlined, and then uh, I'd written Fitzgerald not retired. Uh, not retired yet uh, He's 34 He is as, uh, It looks like it's going to be his last season um, He's been making those sorts of noises um, Still uh, producing though Absolutely Well I don't Oh I see In yeah. terms of numbers Producing numbers in the on the game Yeah I mean he, You know Last year it's another thousand yard season He's had a lot of them He's had like eight or nine thousand yard seasons Been playing since 2004 So he's, he's one of the elder statesmen of the league um, six touchdowns last year. Uh, honestly, it was, the only downside last year was his average yards per catch were down by, uh, I would guess, a whole yard on average. He was down maybe slightly more than that, I think. Uh, it was definitely a downturn year for that. Maybe that little turn and burst of pace has gone, but he's still far and away the best receiver on this team, and there'll be a much poorer team when he does retire, be it at the end of this year or not. I think he was hoping to come back for one last hurrah, a charge at the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think he's going to be out of luck. Yeah. But still, you know, you've got to admire the guy is consistently excellent, season in, season out, always with the same team. So, uh, kudos to him. Yeah, no, yeah, I've, I've always had a uh, 
a love for uh, for Fitzgerald. Singer. I uh, you love to see him producing. Oh, yeah, I do. But um, he was um, once again. It goes back to when I was really starting to get into the NFL. One of the first Super Bowls I managed to stay awake for the whole time was 2009 when it was the Steelers versus the Cardinals. The Steelers just won. Um, but yeah, so I've always and Fitzgerald was great in that game. So I always amazing. Had, yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, I, I and I don't want to see him go. It sort of takes away part of my childhood if he retires. That's because we're getting fucking old. Yeah, we are. But I yeah, feel, I feel old. I, I feel old. Yeah, especially right now. <laughs> right now, ten thirty-five. Ten thirty-five used to be early. We used to go out at this time. Yeah, no. Now I can't wait to go home. Yeah, sitting on these uncomfy fucking squeaky chairs. Yeah, apologies for the noise. Talking into this but... big black microphone. Yeah, bending my head slightly forward because I'm tired. It's not good. Anyway, I hope you're more enthusiastic listening <laughs> than I am talking. Apologies. Back to wide receivers in Arizona. Yes. Wide receiver number two. Seems to be a toss-up between John Brown and Jaron Brown, uh, neither of which fill me with any excitement or confidence whatsoever. I'm surprised they didn't try and bring in someone else uh, to compete for one of those, for, for one of those guys' jobs, frankly. Um, last year, John Brown, 517 yards, two touchdowns, and Jaron Brown has had like one touchdown in seven games that he played no. but they don't look exciting there's nothing there's nothing to recommend them as a plausible threat to the opposition that they can take a player away from covering Fitzgerald so i think uh jj nelson is a wide receiver that i liked not just because he has a good name but anybody with you know two initials as yeah. a name is a winner um five, he had 568 yards and six touchdowns last year but he doesn't. He's more of a. He's just more of a deep threat. He doesn't do anything in the uh, catch and run as such. It's more of a get down the field and try and catch the bomb. And I just, I'm not sure Palmer's going to be throwing a lot of them out there as he gets older and older. No, fair so enough. that's it slightly limits uh, JJ Nelson for me. But we shall see. Um, on the uh, on the tight end front again, it doesn't fill me with a lot of hope. Jermaine Gresham is not an elite tight end. Um, no. He'd been around Cincinnati and Arizona for a while now. Part of my zero club. Sorry? He was part of my zero club. Was he part of the zero? Oh, the John Tight End Crisis of 2016. Yeah, when I I had my three straight weeks of zeros. It was four, four straight weeks. It it was three or four. Yeah. Then you had like two weeks of two. Oh, no, no, it was right at the end of the season. It uh, was a catastrophe. It was awful. But, But as a tight end, he's never. Excelled. There's never been um, you know an 800 yard season. Never been eight touchdowns in a season. He just uh, most he wouldn't be able to walk into very many teams at a tight end position. So there's nothing really troubling about him for the opposition. And again, that's a bad news for Fitzgerald. And it's not great news for David Johnson because teams are learning to stack the box. Yeah. Fitz is getting a bit older, so you may be covering one on one. Um, it just doesn't bode well for the team that they haven't got a lot of weapons around Palmer. Um, they have brought in Phil Dawson, the kicker, who's like a 465 years old. Yeah. Which is similar to his number of uh, career goals. 404 out of 478. That is fairly good. Not I mean, bad. Uh, you know, you, you can't complain about 74 misses out of 478 attempts uh, over a career spanning back to when I think he was brought up in black and white. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. He he looks fucking old, but oh, really? but he he kicks the ball better than Robert Aguero. So 
Well, and they, they had um, issues with their kicker at the end of last year, didn't they? Uh, Chanda Catanzaro, he was the most inconsistent. Yeah. Frustrating. I'm surprised we didn't get a clip of Bruce Aarons just punching him in the face. He, he looks would. like a guy who would happily punch. I think he will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, well, there was times at the end of last season when he was he was missing that. Yeah, he was. It wouldn't have surprised me to see. I him think Bruce Aarons would scare you into punching yourself in the face. I think, yeah, probably. <laughs> but, but yeah, they, hopefully they've solved that. Uh, Del Dawson's a really good kicker, and he will be better than Catanzaro. So you know that's a good thing. Uh, but again, any time we start talking about kickers to do with the offence you know it's, it's probably not, a, not as good as it should be yeah no fair enough defence any any? Uh, they lost Calais Campbell to the Jags uh, he had 53 tackles and 8 sacks last year and I, I think at least one interception and a safety oh fair uh, enough so he was really I love productive. a safety yeah I know you love a safety That's, do you remember uh, the, Peyton Ma- the Peyton Manning safety oh in yes in the Super Bowl that was I've never celebrated more anything in my life. <laughs> that was a great moment when that ball rocketed over his head and he looked so surprised and then ambled back really slowly. Like, what the fuck? Ah, that was so good. Um, Tyron Matthew, he's going to need to step up at safety this year. He's missed 14 games in his four seasons. He does seem to get injured too much for my liking. They moved him last year from one safety position to the other. He wasn't. He clearly wasn't comfortable there, but He's learning the role. That's what they want him to do. Um, but two torn ACLs at 25 years of age? Oh, no. He's another injury waiting to happen for me. Yeah, well, God, yeah. Look, the guy's a great player, and you wouldn't want to be tackled by him. Honestly, I mean, you wouldn't want to be tackled by any NFL player. <laughs> no. You wouldn't want to be tackled by the worst NFL player. When that player, whoever it might be, is probably on the Jets team. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 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 let's get that in there now. Uh, but still... It just you're kind of thinking well yeah while he's on the field they're going to be viable on defence but how many games is he going to be on the field so and then depth in these positions on the defence is not great there's nothing outstanding they've still got Patrick Peterson at quarterback who is an elite level cornerback Um, but again opposite him it's sort of a mismatch of whoever we can put in and depending on how good the opposition is, they should run over most of the players that can go into that position. So uh, I am definitely not as high on the Cardinals as I've seen a lot of people are. I don't think there's a lot to recommend them. And I'll be I'll be surprised if they get to the playoffs. I'll be surprised if they aren't right in the middle of the pack uh, in their division. I don't think they're going to be challenging for the top. So let's go floors and ceilings. Uh, the floor, 5-11. and 11, uh, you're not going to lose more than 11 games with David Johnson in the team. Uh, the ceiling is just scraping into double figures, 10 and 6. Now, it's a big gap That's between big the floor gap. and the ceiling because it will all def- depend on how these older players get on. And you just can't account for that at this time of the season. But for me, they probably end up at 7 and 9. They probably end up with a, a losing record. Um, and it, they need to move on from some of these players, I think. And, and not quite going to full rebuild mode, but they certainly should be getting their next quarterback on the roster. Yeah. Uh, they need two wide receivers. Um, in fact, the only position they're really set out on offense is running back. And uh, they need more depth pieces for the defense as well. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, I, 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 I agree. Uh, I, yeah, I had a soft spot for the Cardinals, but I just can't see it this year. No. 
So who next, Michael? Who would you? Who would oh, you? Fantasy pick. Oh, fantasy pick. Uh, Fitzgerald. Uh, I mean, I've got Joe Johnson, but unless you're number one, you're not getting him. You're not getting him. Uh, maybe if you're number two, and they've picked Bell first. Uh, yeah, that's but um, yeah, I've gone with Fitzgerald as the best of the rest. Of the best of the rest. Yeah, I didn't take any Cardinals players. I actively stayed away from them. But I would only take Johnson. I, yeah. I'm not sure Fitzgerald is going to be as productive, but we shall see. They've got to throw the ball to someone, right? Well, yeah. No, but um, yes, yeah. Just as the best of the rest for Fitzgerald. Now, the reason why the Cardinals might have a better season than I've predicted is because, bar the Seahawks, the other two teams in this division. Pretty fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, now, some people are saying the Rams are on for a breakout year this year uh, with their new coach, uh, Sean McVay, who at 30 years old is the youngest yeah. head coach in modern times. Um, he's come over from Washington where he led an excellent offense there uh, as the offensive coordinator, racked up some big numbers, got a lot of scores, made the, made Kirk Cousins look really good. Um, he, he's got his, ha- his work cut out for him for me. Jared Goff did not look like a top draft pick last year. No. Now, he was playing in a bad team, but people were slaughtering Case Keenum for making some mistakes on a bad team. And yet the guy won, what, three or four games? Four games, I yeah. think? And Goff lost seven out of seven. Yeah. And didn't look like winning them. Uh, I don't know if you can turn that around. I'm not sure he's really that good. Now, I know Peyton Manning had a terrible first season. I understand yeah, these yeah. things. But he was also much more talented and surrounded by more talent so I don't I don't hold out a lot of hope for a good season for the Rams based on the fact that I don't think the offence is going to be anything other than Todd Gurley trying really hard to look like he did in 2015 rather than 2016 um, that's it's again it's like the Cardinals their, their whole uh, offence hinges around one really good player yeah um and he didn't have a good year. Um, well, it wasn't as tragic as people said, but he set his standards so high in 2015 with 1,100 yards and 10 touchdowns that made 885, best part of 900 yards and only five touchdowns, look pretty poor last year. But the team was bad. Like, the O-line wasn't opening up the holes for him, and then he was struggling with his confidence, so he wasn't hitting the holes when they were there. Uh, and I'm not surprised the team were bad. There was there were no wide threats particularly. Neither of the quarterbacks was outstanding. But like I say, I think Case Keenan was given a bit of a rough ride there myself. And clearly Goff was thrown in because Jeff Fisher was trying to save his job yeah. and thought if he used the new quarterback as a shield as an excuse, well, well, I've brought in this new guy and you know, so I'm bound to lose some more fucking games. Not just because I'm shit and I'm Jeff Fisher <laughs> and I'm still wearing a mullet and I want to be a Tom Selleck impersonator. Uh, I, I don't know. There was, I just, I don't think there was a lot uh, to recommend this offense last year, and and I didn't think Todd Gurley had much opportunity to no. do better than he did. So, what have they done differently? What have they done to try and help out Goff? Well, they've brought in Sammy Watkins. That's a big deal. People yeah. didn't see this coming. Uh, they they certainly saw Watkins maybe leaving Buffalo. They didn't pick up his contract option, but I don't think anyone saw this coming. Watkins is an injury concern as 50% of the players in the league are, but he certainly is a weapon. He's, he's a, yeah, he produces some big results when, um, when he's um, fit. What does he need? He needs an accurate quarterback who can stand in the pocket. And I, I'm not sure that's what he's getting. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what he's getting, but but he certainly will be a massive upgrade on what Goff's been thrown to before. 
So if they can certainly build some chemistry, then there's the opportunity there that this is a good signing. Um, Tavon Austin, still on the team, he's a proper gadget player. That, you know, he hasn't carved out a role as a number one or number two receiver, but he, as a gadget player, as somebody to pick up some yards in a sort of uh, tight situation, yeah, there are a few better than that at what he does. But he only had 500 yards last year, and he played in 15 of the 16 games. So it's not like you're getting big numbers of production out of him. Um, Watkins was reunited with... Robert Woods, who he played alongside yeah. in Buffalo last year, he's going to be the number two receiver most of the time. Um, again, last year wasn't great uh, in Buffalo. He was the number two slash three receiver there, really. Um, 613 yards, one touchdown. Nothing massive to write home about. But the shackles might be off a little bit now. He's had three or four years' experience. The quarterback situation in Buffalo's never been great either. So... <laughs> Maybe he can get something out of Goff between him and Watkins, but I just, you can probably tell from the way I'm talking, I, I can't find that many positives. They're not as bad as dog shit Jets. No, God, no. Um, but they're not going to be a lot better than they were last year, for my money. No, um, I, I'm struggling to see where the people are you know, being so optimistic about them, but I guess part of the optimism comes from some of the members of the defence. Um, yeah, uh, also the fact that the offensive line has been upgraded. They brought in Andrew Whitworth from the Bengals, yeah. and, and he is an experienced uh, O-lineman, been in the league a long time, uh, will definitely help them to improve and help the Todd Gurley run game. But it's just this wide receiver group. Uh, the, the coach is a, an expert, supposedly, with quarterbacks and the passing game, and he's going to need to be. Yeah. Uh, so then it's going to come down to whether Goff is coachable for what they want him to do. Um, I'm not sure. I, 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 I'm I, always fascinated when quarterbacks are drafted together. I did the Winston Mariota comparison, the uh, the way back when Manning and Leaf comparison I used to love. <laughs> uh, I just think it's interesting. And when you look at Carson Wentz and what he did compared to Goff and what he did, yeah. oh, Goff is so far behind. So we shall see. The Rams gave up a lot to get him. Uh, Robert Griffin and uh, Andrew Luck, that was another one that fascinated me. Uh to start with, you would have said there was nothing between them, and then look where their careers have gone. They're both crippled. Uh, yeah. But luck has clearly come out on top in that battle, and it's interesting to see how teams get on in different situations, uh, yeah. you know, depending on who they pick and who they gamble on. So, uh, you know, a bit like I said with the Bears, the, the league always seems better when the Rams are strong. But to be strong, you need a good quarterback. So... Uh, I, I don't know any Rams fans, but if I did, I think they'd be looking at me with the same expression you keep doing, which is like, Ooh, I'm not sure about this. Well, I just, I, 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 I struggle with, with with them at the moment. I just don't see, but it's the same with any sort of Cronky owned team. Because um, <laughs> Stan Cronky, Stan Cronky yeah. as. Um, he, is he the Arsenal owner? He's the Arsenal owner. Fuck you know. And which is ironic because the Rams' defense is really good. Yeah. And the Arsenal defense is fucking abysmal. Yeah. Like, like oh, the extra emphasis on the F. Fucking yeah. abysmal. Like Jets dog shit abysmal. Yeah. It's, it's just bad. like oh, it angers me that Di- they can't just yeah. just do better. It's a different sport though because we'll leave it at that. But yeah. But I, but I take your point. Like, there were, there were, it's Quanky owns a few a few franchises in different things. And I think the most successful one is is. Uh, MLS team because 
when was the last time the Rams were in the playoffs? 2003? Uh, uh, yeah, quite some considerable time ago. I, I don't have that to hand, but yeah, I, I would guess it's a fair while ago. So yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, but, but the defence, as I said, is good. Uh, Aaron Donald, he's the top-rated uh, defensive lineman in the league, yeah. although he's holding out and refusing to play because they're not giving him the contract he wants, so... Pay the man because you fucking need him. <laughs> uh, just pay the man. Get him on the field. Um, and then you've got uh, Ogletree and Robert Quinn, the linebackers. They've got um, a massive number of tackles and sacks between them. Uh, Robert Quinn uh, probably hasn't done as well recently because of injury, but he's still one of the best linebackers for me in the league. I think he looks really good. Uh, he had 19 sacks in 2013 and he's only had 19 since due to injury and various problems uh, but he still has that in him I still think there's another double digit sack season coming the way he plays uh, and Ogletree is the same he had 99 tackles last year and two interceptions Yeah, right? he, he's a game changing guy so the defence definitely gives you some hope but it's not going to be enough to offset a first year offence under the coach maybe after a year he'll improve it but for me, for now, uh, there's not enough to recommend this team being particularly good. Yeah, no. Um, so, uh, fantasy pick. If you had to... um, for me, I'd pick Gurley. I don't. I wouldn't be put off by last year. I think he'd be better this year. No problem. I pick Gurley. So, yeah. and, you, um, you and I picked him up. Did you? I did. Oh, I did. Okay, He'll be starting uh, this weekend for me. So, um, yeah, uh, and I, that's who I'd go for because I don't see enough. So. Um, Floors and ceilings, Michael. Uh, four and twelve is the floor. I think the defence yeah. means that they'll win a few games. Um, eight and eight is the ceiling. It's not a high ceiling. Um, I think they'd be delighted with eight and eight. To oh be God, honest yeah. with you, I know last year Jeff Fitcher was saying, "I'm not going eight and eight. I'm not going eight and eight. And they didn't. Fuck, and yeah, they he didn't. was right. <laughs> they'd have fucking taken eight and eight, and they'd take it right now. For me, they're probably going five and eleven. I'll be impressed if they win more than five games. I think, I'd be impressed if they win five games. Yeah, I think the defence is going to get worn down. Yeah, I think they're going to be on the field a fuck of a lot. So, well, that's it. Let us see. Uh, if Goff throws uh, less interceptions than he does touchdowns, I think that's a good year for them. Yeah. Because I think he could be potentially a turnover machine trying to force the ball. I do worry. Especially if, if Gurley is struggling. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's not going to be a... 2-16 and 16 turnover machine like Ryan Leaf but he, he you know he's, he's probably going to try and impress some people this year and that is not something you should never be trying to overplay yourself just because you were a high, high draft pick so I hope Sean McVay reins him in and says you know don't overdo it give the ball to Gurley we'll keep building for next year I wonder how long it's going to be before the pressure's on yeah I mean I've did read like he wasn't a like when he's college he wasn't like a play caller was he was no all... no he, he didn't play that sort of offense at all they basically just said this is the play off you go yeah um, so, he's, so it's... he's still been learning all the verbiage all the audibles everything um and it, it looked a step too far last year so uh i i'm not i i just don't know i'd love to i, I hate repeating myself I, I i can hear myself going through it I'd like to see the Rams be good. I'd like to see new quarterbacks be good, come into the league. They're going to be the players we watch for the next 15 years. I, I need to see a big turnaround because if he's poor again this season, they're going to be thinking about pulling the trigger on him. Yeah. Uh, and that would be vastly unfair for a guy who probably shouldn't have played last year at all. Nah. This should have been his debut season. 
Uh, and he should have spent all of last year studying. And really, he probably just took a knock that he didn't need. Yeah, no, fair enough. So, uh, who, who, who for you next, Michael? It's uh, Seahawks. Let's leave. Let's leave. Uh, let's leave the crap teams behind for a minute yeah. and pick a good team. Yeah, the Seahawks uh, are gonna win this division. Oh god, yeah. Um, if they don't, something has gone horrendously wrong because they're easily far and away the best team in this division. This is this is a bit like the Patriots in their division. They're, they're far and away the best. Um, Russell Wilson, for me, is slightly underrated. I know he wasn't brilliant last year. He was carrying injuries yeah. and things. But, man, he, he really turns it on. I, I really like, I really like I, Russell Wilson. I, I think um, um, he's not underrated. People talk about him. People think he's good. But... You know, when they talk about elite quarterbacks, he seems to get forgotten. Yeah. And that just seems a little bit unfair to me. I don't... Last year was a down year, but he's just so banged up. The O-line just couldn't keep him upright last year. Yeah. There's not many better sights for me than sort of Wilson sort of coming out of the pocket and scrambling and, uh, you know, Getting getting the ball out to Doug Baldwin, I think it's a, something quite beautiful, really. Um, but yeah, for some reason, he seems to be left out of the conversation for elite quarterbacks. I don't know. And yeah, I think I think he's better than Cam Newton. Yeah, and Cam Newton seems to get talked about as an you know everyone was shocked elite quarterback fails, but I I, I think Russell Wilson's better. Yeah, just just throwing that out there. That's only my as, opinion, and if my opinion mattered, more people would be listening. If uh, as many Super Bowl wins as Breeze and uh, Rogers, absolutely. So, um, if 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 you're into that stat, um, which I don't really think matters too much, but um, anyway, um, so yeah, beyond Wilson, running backs, running backs, running backs is key. They they just couldn't get it together last year. Everybody was injured. They couldn't keep a consistent running game going, so they signed Eddie Lacy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, feast mode. Yeah, feast mode is in the building. This is a man who's being paid to make sure he's not too fucking fat. Yeah, um, I just, I'm not sure. Uh, 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 an Eddie Lacy up to speed, full pelt. Yes, he's brilliant. He has just not done that enough. Um, he's the the problem they've got is that there's not. Um, a keyed in competition for him. They've got Thomas Rawls, who's going to be, you know, these two, Lacey and Rawls, are going to be one and two, two and one between them this season. Uh, just basically, depending on who's the hot hand at the time. Um, I think last year in Green Bay, the stats are a bit mis- misleading for Lacey. He pretty much didn't play. I think he had five games, one, yeah, one touchdown, no touchdowns, maybe. Um, and he's never been a touchdown machine. But he had had yards. His first two seasons, 13 and 14, he had over 1,000 yards. 2015, he didn't quite play all the games, but still had 800 yards, I think. Um, never been a, a massive touchdown scorer. He got like 20-ish touchdowns in four years. I think that needs to change. I think he needs to learn to be this short yardage, quick burst, get through the line, into the red zone, into the end zone. That's what he's got to be, and he needs to be that every week. Like LeGarrette Blunt yeah. uh, was last year, just like give him the ball and he will score. Just pile into the end zone, and he needs to be in a position to do that. Um, Thomas Rawls, on the other hand, needs to be the guy that picks up the yards out of the backfield because he's he's more of that build. He needs to be able to do that. Now he's suffered from injuries and various Very other bad uh, injuries over the last couple yeah. Of both seasons that he's played so far, he's managed to get injured, but. 
I think he's the better bet out of the backfield, out of the two, until I see Lacey play eight games consistently. So uh, that's where they stand for me. They've got CJ Procise as well, which is a, a great name. Yeah. Another initialed first name, CJ <laughs> Procise, which seems to catch a lot of people out. They don't know, like yeah. Procise. So CJ Procise, again, maybe he'll play some third third down situations, some pass catching. Don't be surprised if you suddenly see him promoted to number one one week because Eddie Lacey's broken his scales and Thomas Rawls has fallen off his bike. It's when he come when he did play last year, precise when uh, due to injuries and stuff, he did look alright. So um, not not a bad third choice really. So um, no, it's better than some. And Rawls and Lacey will have games out because they're both quite fragile and yeah. Um, I hope not because I've got I picked up walls, so I hope he's have a have good a, luck. I had him the year bef- not I had him not last year year before, and um, I picked him up the end and he was brilliant for me. So I'm hoping to him to recapture that sort of form. Uh, but uh, wide receivers, uh, well, they've uh, kept not kept, but Doug Baldwin's still there. Doug Baldwin's still there. Uh, Eleven hundred yards, seven touchdowns last year. Easily, easily the number one wide receiver on this team. There's no doubt about it. There's no one particularly challenging him. Um, he's going to be their best weapon offensively every week, providing Wilson stays upright and able to throw. Yeah. Um, they let Jermaine Curse, the hometown guy, go. He won the Super Bowl with them. Um, he had over 500 yards last year. Only one touchdown, I think. Um, I don't think he particularly wanted to go. No. But he was a viable wide receiver too, especially considering um, Tyler Lockett, do you remember, had that gruesome leg break at the yeah. end of last year. Now, he's coming back from that. He hasn't got massive numbers, but I like him. I think I he's really, really like good. Lockett. I think he's going to be better than Curse. Um, he's going to start to push Baldwin if he can put a whole season together. You know, he's got a real chance. And then there's uh, Richardson, who's... Is it Paul Richardson? Paul I think. Richardson, yeah. Yeah, he's playing at, at the second position at the moment while Lockett gets back into fitness. He's not a particularly big touchdown scorer. I think he's got maybe two in his three years. Um, I think it's not as good a collection of receivers as Russell Wilson deserves. No. So that hampers them slightly, but luckily they're in a division where it probably doesn't matter. No, I think uh, they'll they'll easily get out of the division uh, just when they get to the next stage. Plus, yeah, I they, mean, they may be lacking. They've got Jimmy Graham, tight end. Uh, everyone loves Jimmy Graham. He's a, he's a really good player. They've got Luke Wilson behind him as well. So the tight ends, they could play two tight end sets. Yeah. They, they, there's, a, there's enough going on there that the, the offense is generating plenty. It's just if they get to the playoffs... Uh, does it have enough to overcome other teams with higher scoring offences? I'm not sure. Uh, part of the, that we'll get to in a second with the defence, but uh, Jimmy Graham last year, 923 yards and six touchdowns. I, that's good return out of a tight end. So if he can do the same again, then the offence is probably rolling. Yeah, I like, think I'd like to see Graham produce more, uh, I think. I think there's more from him than... Thousand yard season, double figure touchdowns. Maybe not, maybe that much. But I'd love to see <laughs> more than what he did last year. I think he's sort. Of, I think he, he's better than those results. But man, that's just me. Um, Fair enough. Um, in order for the Seahawks to be a contender, not only in their division but in the playoffs, the defense has got to be the legion of boom. Yeah, 
got to keep nailing that down. Now, there was a lot of talk in the off-season of Sherman being traded. Um, there's been some talk that the, the team think, due to some knee problems, he's losing the ability to turn quickly. So he's not able to follow the routes the wide receivers sure. are doing as well as he did before. Now, there's bound to be a slight drop in production as he gets older, and he is getting older, but he's still one of the better um, cornerbacks in the league. There's, you know, He's still in the top five or six and on reputation alone, quarterbacks don't throw towards him. So yeah. his stats drop a little bit because he doesn't get to see as much of the ball. But it's worth it because he's already putting a mental block in the head of the opposition. So uh, I was surprised that they were so keen to sort of talk to teams about him. He had four interceptions last year, uh, which is not up there with his 2012-2013 uh, highs of eight a season, which was excellent. But like I say, teams are not throwing towards him anymore. So... Uh, I think they were they were harsh to be talking about him in such disrespectful terms. The, the guy is nailed on one of the faces of the franchise and, and deserves to be treated as oh, such. Gotcha. But there's no room for sentiment in this league. Everybody no. knows that. Uh, he, he, but he he still puts fear into opposition. Yeah. So he's well worth it for my money, keeping him on the team. Now, the linebacker brigade of Wagner, Wright and Be- uh, Bennett... Well, Bennett's a defensive end, but... You know, he drops in or he pushes forward, whatever he needs to do. Um, they've had uh, what, like 13, 14 sacks between them last year. They collapsed the pocket all the time. They're permanently putting opposing quarterbacks under pressure. That isn't going to change. There's just going to be more of the same, more of the same, more of the same, providing they can all stay on the field together all the time. Um, you've also got Cliff Averill to come in, Frank Clark. It, it, like The names are there... Um, that opposition players don't want to see on the team. So Definitely. this defence is still grade A as far as I'm concerned in the league. Um, the, maybe at safety, if Cam Chancellor can keep playing as Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas can keep playing as Earl Thomas, then there's no problem. But uh, Chancellor's pushing 30. Uh, I'm hoping um, that they signed a new deal through to uh, 2020, I think. So I'm hoping that he maintains... Uh, the level of play he's been at because if he does he's one of the best defensive players to watch in the league the the hits that that man puts on people are just phenomenal Um, and and it's the same as well from uh, from Earl Thomas like as free safeties go in the league well as safety combinations go in the league these two are right up there at the top of their game and and, and I, I just I really hope they can carry it through because it's what um, the team needs so people feed off those huge tackles yeah. that, that get put in at the back end of the field there so uh, yeah all in all the defence makes this team easily the best in their division for me yeah as well yeah I'm a, I agree they're, they're yeah Ultima missed a few games last year so hopefully get a full season out of yeah that's what I mean they both need to, to be playing together and strong Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas because it makes the 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 game so much harder for the opposition yeah. with both of those two in the safety positions. No, definitely. I, when when they're when they're on song, it's a, a, such a thing a, of beauty. Thing. It is. It is. I love watching Speak- big men hit other big men. Yeah, I've heard that about you. Yeah. Speaking of things of beauty, uh, watching Blair Walsh uh, basically throwing gestures at his ex-teammates that on the Vikings great. in preseason. That's excellent. If you're not aware of this, Blair Walsh is the kicker for the Seahawks. He used to play for the Vikings. 
fucked up big time in the playoffs uh, and then got the yips and just yeah. couldn't kick a field goal for shit after that turned into Robert Aguayo basically um, I'm glad to see him back I yeah. thought he was a little bit harshly treated as kickers tend to be prior to missing that field goal in the playoffs I don't think he'd missed all season no, he was... or maybe one he was he was like he was brilliant. No. He was yeah, the best yeah. kicker that season, and he he just he missed one under pressure, which happens from time to time, and he fell apart because he just uh, was well, given too much abuse. I think. I, I, well, yeah, p- people get the people get the yips, I guess, after after a big miss, as it was. I'm glad a good team has given him the chance to get yeah. back into the playoffs. I think it's what a kicker of his caliber deserves. So, uh, you know. Hopefully, he's going to be an excellent weapon for them. He's going to convert the, the long-distance field goals that they need and just keep helping that offence, churning yeah. numbers over, churning numbers over and keeping pressure off the defence. Yeah, no, uh, they had Hauschka last year, but yeah, they do they do, uh, uh, they, they do get some fantasy points from their kickers. So if you, do, if you are looking for one, Blair Walsh would be a good bet for this year, I imagine. Um, so... Uh, fantasy player, Michael, if you were to um, pick one? If I was picking one, it's a toss-up between Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Graham for me. Baldwin or the defence? Yeah, yeah. I always forget about taking defences, which yeah. is why I've ended up with the Giants. Um, <laughs> no, I, think, I think that's a decent defence as well. But it, I think It would be if, if Zeke wasn't back in week one. Oh, yeah, true. He's going to dick all over my parade. Is that the same? No, uh, uh, well, maybe not, you know. Is he... Uh, He's going to Craig David all over my boink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. That's a I don't know how to apply reference. to that. No, you shouldn't know. Um, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options for fantasy on this team because, like I say, Russell Wilson, if you need a quarterback, there are a few better. But, you know, uh, for me, uh, Jimmy Graham, definitely one of the better tight ends. And, and you think there should be more out of him. I think they might get for, more out For of fantasy, him. he's always a little bit disappointing. Oh, just really? for fantasy. Um, Shows you how much attention I've been paying. I've not had him. Um, I've d- just based on uh, what I've seen from previous years. So hopefully, uh, I think uh, if he, if you can get a bit more, a bit more from him, I f- he'd be a, a he'd be sort of just below Gronk in terms of tight ends. So because he he has the talent, it's just whether uh, Wilson gets the ball to him. Uh, and hopefully, as Wilson's a bit more uh, a bit more fitter, hopefully this year, hopefully we'll, we'll get that. But yeah, uh, anyone. So last. last and possibly least, but not no, because uh, I the Jets at least. Let's, let's not let's not beat around the bush. <laughs> it seems like the but Jets so. At least. Last but but not least, the Forty Niners. Uh, Gary, who was here, here a few few days ago, gave a, a sort of a brief synopsis of how he thought their summer had gone. Uh, Hopefully, Jim is listening to this as well. He's our other friend who's a Forty Niners fan. Yeah, um, and he'll no doubt tell us that we're completely wrong. Yeah, the, the future's with Pierre Garçon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's safe in his hands. He catches the yeah. ball, man. Like people have been slating the Garçon signing, but I think he's going to be really good for it's, us. If he fine. gets a thousand yards and six touchdowns, they, they, that's a, that's a good season. Would you rather have Garçon or Curly? I'd rather have Garçon. Same as. So would the 49ers. <laughs> yep. Jeremy Curly has been booted out. He was their uh, leading receiver last year. Yeah, uh, uh, but, but he is he is long gone. So McDonald's gone for their tight end. Uh, he's gone to Steelers. Yeah, Vance McDonald's gone to the Steelers. Um, he's been replaced by George Kittle, who I think has come through the draft. Uh, Nineteen games, ten touchdowns over his last two years in uh, in college. So he's yeah. a productive tight end, but he's not one that I know enough about to comment 
openly and say, yeah, he's going to be worth taking in the fantasy or keep no, an eye on him, he's going to improve this team. Uh, from what I've read briefly, it's going to be a case of slowly letting him adjust. Don't put too much pressure on him. He'll probably be better next year. Yeah. And, and um, I think that's going to be a running theme on this team because <laughs> they are in complete rebuild mode. Um, exactly. There was talk of them jettisoning Carlos Hyde, the running back, who was excellent last year. Um, you know, they were talking about just getting rid of him and starting again at running back, but he had nearly a thousand yards, six touchdowns in only 13 games. So I, I don't know why he'd want to move away from that. No. He, he legitimately helps you to look like a winner from time to time. So you need that help if you're the 49ers at the moment no so it is a it's a transitional season i guess is good word that's exactly uh, what it so is shanahan's come in from the falcons yeah uh he's the man who made the mistake in the super bowl to keep yeah. trying to pass the ball yeah but you know that aside he made the falcons an uh, awesome offensive weapon yeah the whole team was one great big spearhead of offense and that is what he's going to try and do here, starting uh, with Pierre Garçon. Yeah. Well, so I guess st- let's start. Quarterback, Cap's uh, gone. Kaepernick's gone. Kaepernick's gone, and Brian Hoyer is the anointed number one. Now, firstly, this is very much similar to the Adam Gase, Jay Cutler at the Dolphins situation, in that Shanahan was the coordinator at the Cleveland Browns in 2000. 14, yeah. when Brian Hoyer was the starting quarterback. And um, Hoyer that year had one of his best years. He, he uh, <laughs> He's never going to be a guy who lights up the numbers page, but he was leading that team to a winning record at the time yeah. when he got injured, I believe. Um, and so he's familiar with the system. He can slot straight in. He knows what Shanahan wants out of his players. It gives Shanahan another voice on his side in the dressing room. So I'm not surprised that Hoyer's been chosen. And I won't be surprised if he's still the number one quarterback there next year because this is more than a one-year rebuild program. They're probably going to draft a quarterback um, to develop and they're also hoping to get Kirk Cousins. Cousins, But Kirk Cousins has said he'd like to spend his career with one team. So I don't think that's as nailed on as everyone says it is. And I think if Cousins has a good year, Washington will pay him whatever they need to, a bit like the Lions have done with Stafford, and the 49ers will miss out. So don't be... Overly surprised if Hoyer's there for more than one year. But I know that fills some 49ers fans with this impending <laughs> sense of doom. But it shouldn't because he's not bad. He, he led the Texans to the playoffs a couple of years ago. Yeah. He got fucking destroyed in the playoffs by Kansas City Chiefs. They'll lose 30 to nearly through like oh, yeah, five yeah. or six interceptions. Okay. He had a terrible season. He's never going to get you to the Super Bowl. But that is not what they need in no, San that's Francisco. Not right now. They what are. they need is a consistent quarterback who can win you a handful of games and help your team pick up a new direction from their coach. And that is exactly what he does. So, for me, it's, it's a particularly good signing. I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. So, um, yeah. I mean, what, what, what weapons... Well, alongside have? the previously mentioned 1,000-yard receiver, Pierre Garçon, you've got... Uh, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, now, I've heard a lot said about Goodwin, but he's a quick player uh, that I think has been a little bit undervalued in Buffalo because the quarterback play there hasn't been anything special either. Three touchdowns last year, sort of 500 yards, 400, 500 yards. It's nothing, it's nothing amazing about him. There's nothing, uh, there's nothing stand out. Yeah. But... Teams are going to be looking at Garcon. He's clearly the number one. Goodwin could be sneaky good. He might only be good in half the games, but I 
I don't know. I've got a feeling looking at him, looking at what he's trying to do, he's trying to prove himself. He's he's said a lot about how good he thinks he is. He needs to step up and prove it. So yeah. maybe he can. You know, teams aren't going to be game planning around Marquise Goodwin, but he might just sneak under the radar a bit because he's perhaps not looked at as a legitimate uh, threat in the passing game. Um, aside from that, there's not a lot. The the depth is not good. Um, if, if injuries occur to, to either Goodwin or Garcon, I'm not sure who they're going to be throwing to. It's just a, a bunch of names. Nobody's really. Trent Taylor, Aldrick Robinson. Don't be surprised if they try and get somebody else during the season, especially if somebody gets injured, um, because there isn't a lot else on the roster. Clearly, they're looking towards the future. Clearly, they're stacking up and trying to get draft picks. They're going to try and go big next year, probably bring in some free agents. But that might have to happen sooner rather than later if, if Goodwin goes down or, or Garcon goes down. So, yeah, that's that's where I think we're at on the offensive side of the ball. Like I say, Carlos Hyde, he's a dual threat running back. He can catch the ball just as much as he can run with it. I think he's been a little bit undervalued. He'll play plenty of passing downs as well as rushing downs. I wouldn't be surprised if he leads the teams in, in touchdowns comfortably. Um, nope, I, I agree. I think I think there's a yeah a huge upside with Carlos Hyde. With who? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm in, the, in my world. world, world sorry. You should not be in your own little world. You should be in this little world. I am, I'm listening, but yeah, uh, but yeah. Listening? You should be actively taking part, John. Is I, it now because it's quarter past 11? It is quarter past 11. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's... Um, the, the four people listening, because it might be four by now, including your mum and my wife, they're, they're paying more attention than you are. Yeah, true. Uh, but yes, <laughs> apologies. Um, Defensively speaking, uh, DeForest Buckner, defensive tackle, he's come in... Um, Straight from the draft, um, I think, I mean, he was drafted in 2016, but he came in straight from the draft last year and actually did a lot better than people thought he was going to do. Um, He's been injured in the off-season, ankle injury, I think. But I think he is the shining light on that side of the ball. They've got Bowman as well, uh, who, he talks a good game, and, and he's still a good player, yeah. but uh, he seems to think he's perhaps better than he really is. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure you're going to get more production out of him than you've already had. So there's the defense concerns me. Those two are the big names that you'd pick out. Uh, I, I don't think there's a lot going on in the defense that teams can't overcome. So there's a reason why the 49ers were finished bottom in a lot of defensive categories last year, and I think they'll probably do it again. Yeah, uh, Gary was quite pleased with their draft and you know uh, improving the defense, but of course it's coming from a, a low well, yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, they drafted players, but they're all players who've got to learn the system and fit exactly. in, and there's not enough experience around them for me, uh, experienced good players, to drag them up to speed quick enough. No. Um, so... Let's, let's go floors and ceilings for this team. Uh, what you got for for them? Uh, I've got them a two and fourteen floor and a six and ten ceiling. Um, <laughs> it's it's all sub five hundred all season for this lot. They're, you know they're not going to be as dog shit as the Jets. No, um, they may not even get the second pick in the draft, but they'll be picking in the top four. I think. Yeah. Um, they're probably going to finish at four and twelve, five four and twelve arrow pointing up, five and eleven. If they get five wins, I think they'll be pleased. If I they think, get six wins, I think they'll jizz in their collective under. Oh, God, yeah. No, it, it, I think I, I don't think they'll be as bad as last year. 
but I don't think they'd be much better. But no, I but think a bit, a bit will be an improvement. That, and that's the rebuilding job that they're Shanahan's doing. Shanahan's got a six-year contract, so they, they, I think that hopefully they'll give them the time to to do that and rebuild this team properly. Yeah. Uh, fantasy player, I would choose Carlos Hyde. I didn't because I didn't want to take any 49ers players, but I had him for big chunks of last year and he was really good for me. I, I, I pick Hyde. Uh, who's the kicker there otherwise? Cause <laughs> uh, the kicker is Robbie Gould, who yep. used to be at the Bears, I believe. Yeah, not a bad kicker. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, go with, uh, go hide or probably go with Gould, just because I don't see the offensive options otherwise being that great. No, I think that's fair. Um, so we'll just mention briefly while we're on the situation, Colin Kaepernick, uh, 16 touchdowns to four interceptions last year, a 90.7 rating, quarterback rating. Brian Hoyer is rating overall in his career is 84.8. So it's a bit of a drop. Um, Kaepernick's clearly been been blackballed out of the team, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Um, and I, travesty is too strong a word. The guys earn a shitload of money, and people are entitled to not take him for whatever they like. He will be in the league by the end of the season. He because must because be. he is better than a third to a half of the quarterbacks in this league. I think he still needs to learn to not go running so early. But the same applies to Cam and Russell Wilson yeah. and Jameis Winston. He is a, a top half of the league quarterback for me. Um, and I think the 49ers, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot, but they they were more determined than they should have been to see him off. Yeah. He, I, I guess, you know, with Shanahan coming in, he probably doesn't fit into the game plan, I guess. No, he, he didn't but, know him. He didn't know the system. But I think that decision was made anyway. Oh, I think yeah. Kaepernick was always gone. But he will end up on another team. And it might come back to haunt them because he could yeah. well lead another team to victory over the 49ers sometime soon. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I'd laugh if that happened. Um, <laughs> but I at, think. At Gary and Jim? Uh, no, because they're bigger than me. So, uh, ah, I, fair enough. But yeah, um, I, I, I just I think, yeah, I think a transition, couple of transitionary se- se- seasons ahead for them. And uh, we'll see where they go. So that concludes our rundowns of each division. It's yes. been fun. It's been it's emotional been, journeys it's at, been, late at night. It's been lovely. Before we go, uh, I need your prediction for the New England Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow night at one thirty in the morning. Who's going to win? I think the Patriots might win that. Do you? Yeah. I also think the Patriots might win that, but I think it's going to be very, very close. This is this could be the quickest end to people saying sixteen and zero because I think it's one of the toughest teams on our schedule. So I, I think we can win. Mm. I think we will win. But I'm going to say if we win, it's by three points or less. Uh, I'm going to say slightly more, but uh, I also don't think you'll get sixteen and zero. Um, but neither do I. Um, yeah, I think slightly more. Just but Kansas has a good defense. But I don't think they've got enough attacking options to really be that close to you. Uh, more chance of New England going 16 or no, or the Jets going 0 and 16? Uh, I think. <laughs> um, I'm trying to be nice. Don't. The Jets are shit. Dog shit. Uh, I think. I think there's more chance of Jets going 0 to 16 than Patriots going 16 and 0. As do I. Uh, I think. 
because I think the Jets will quite legitimately could be zero uh, sixteen. They could legitimately be the worst team ever. Yeah, yeah, and I hope I hope the the owners uh, can sleep at night because they can. They've uh, saved loads of money. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Unless they come back next year with a great team, then... They uh, won't. They won't, but... That's not going to happen. No. Right. Anyway. Well, I shall speak to you soon. Yes, we'll be back next week with a proper, like, uh, pop, a proper Actual show. game reviews, proper shows, some pre-production planning. Mm, yeah. You know, maybe a guest. A guest or two, yeah. fed up with listening to us. I think, yeah, everyone's... I'm fucking fed up with listening to us. You were you were miles away. You drifted off. I was looking up Carlos Hyde. Uh, uh, so and I heard you mention Carlos Hyde. So I, in my head, I was like, "Oh, you must be talk, still talking about Carlos Hyde." And I, because I quite like Carlos Hyde. <laughs> I've mentioned it's I've, fine. I understand. I am unbelievably dull, oh, especially no, when we've sat here together in this room for the last three hours doing these. Yeah, ne- ne- and, three and a half hours. God, yeah. And uh, it's all, it all all went downhill when Duncan left. It did. We should have paid him to stay. No, we haven't got any money. No. We should, we should have uh, asked him politely to stay. Yeah. But no, we'll be back next week. Uh, so we'll have to hear from you then and we'll go through the first weekend. So until then, thank you very much. Cheers.